Hello and welcome to my podcast, Innovation, where I aim to bring a bit of humanness to the world of STEM, science, technology, engineering and maths. I grew up in a very STEM household where we were always encouraged to ask questions, be curious and think logically about the way the world works. And as a result, I qualified as a fluid dynamicist where I was able to mathematically model how gases and liquids behave. Which is really insane when I think about it now, because as I got deeper and deeper into my academic research, I truly began to believe that everything on this planet could actually be explained using mathematical equations. Since then, I have to admit that life has taught me that not everything is predictable and logical and can be tied up in a mathematical bow. And those lessons haven't always been easy because I found that life is actually really messy and chaotic and non-linear. And here on Innovation, I want to take a good look at how other people in STEM approach life as just regular human beings, rather than as brain boxes that have everything figured out. Each week on Series 2 of Innovation, I'll be chatting to someone incredible from the world of STEM to find out what they've learned from their life experiences in the hope that we can all share and benefit from this wisdom that we can collectively discuss. This week, I talked to Esmeralda Ypsilanti. Esmeralda is a design engineer at an electric vehicle company called Arrival. And she's responsible for designing vehicle parts. But here's how she describes what she does. My name is Esmeralda and I work at an electric vehicle company called Arrival um, as a design engineer. So I'm responsible for designing parts for our different vehicles. Right from the beginning, it just sounds very masculine what you do. I mean, I'm I'm cringing as I say that, but (laughs) cars... Um, you know kind of the components of cars and designing that just feels like such a a masculine thing what inspired you to do what you do yeah so I feel like on the surface um, it's very easy to perceive it that way Um, and I think it's a shame that people see sort of cars as something masculine obviously that's changing but what really inspired me is that um I got interested in engineering because I was interested in designing products that help people um, make life easier for people and sort of facilitate people's lives. Um, I really got into engineering through human-centered design, and so I try to bring that mentality with me to work and, and sort of design all these parts with the passenger in mind, with the driver in mind, and I feel like that hasn't always been done. I mean, do you see it as important having a diverse and inclusive team in engineering? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if you're a white male-based team, then predominantly you'll be designing for people who look and act and use things the same way you do. So the more diverse you can make your team, the more you have a different perspectives and opinions and use cases and types of users to focus on. And that can really sort of make your product a lot more inclusive and uh, viable for everyone to use. So then coming from a different angle, what has it been like for you not having the majority voice? Like, you know, if you are pretty unconventional in your team, like how has it been 
having to speak up for yourself? Yeah, so definitely when I was studying engineering, I was in the minority. Um, there were 40 people on my course and I was one of three girls. So it was quite lonely in terms of uh, people who I could relate to. And, yeah. and then again at work, uh, we have a book club where we were reading a book called Invisible Women that sort of goes into the details of how a lot of the transport industry has been designed around me uh, men, which means women suffer more accidents, um, you know, things aren't designed for them to use them. And so there's, there's a penalty for them to pay. And so I think it's so important, even if I am one of fewer girls um, in my team, to try and push my perspective and, and bring my opinions to the surface and sort of raise points that maybe men wouldn't be aware of just because they don't have the same um, experiences as I do as a woman. That must be incredibly challenging. Like, um, I'm taking myself back to when I was a graduate and I was also surrounded by a lot of men. And um, as a graduate, you don't really tend to have much confidence because you don't have much experience. And so has it been daunting trying to speak up and be heard and be valued? And if so, how do you deal with that? Um, I think it can be really intimidating at first. Um, I sort of tell myself, you always read this quote online, be the change you want to see. And yeah. although maybe it's a bit cringy or uh, overused, it, it's a really good point. Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and speak up. And I've been really lucky that my whole team's been very supportive. Even though I'm a graduate, they've sort of treated me as, you know, one of the team, whereas they're all a lot more experienced. And I feel like any points I bring up are valued. So ha having a, a supportive team makes all the difference. Yeah, I must say, times have really changed. And I think people are so much more aware of how important it is to have diverse teams and, and be supportive at work. Um, what kinds of traits amongst your peers do you find um, encouraging and supportive? Yeah, um, I think empathy is a really important trait. Not, not just in terms of collaborative teamwork, but also as an engineer, one of the most important traits is having empathy, being able to empathize with the people who are going to be using the product that you designed and understanding their sort of experiences and how they'll be using it. And I think as girls, when you do show some empathy, you're often pushed towards more soft, skilled careers, whereas men who show empathy and creativity will be pushed towards engineering. And, and that might even be part of the problem, um, that empathy should be recognized as a skill for engineers to have. I don't know, I've heard a lot of women say you just have to be one of the lads and go with the flow. But I think it's important to show that you don't have to fit into that sort of bro-lads culture. Um, to be a good engineer and to make good connections. There's all sorts of people entering the industry. And as long as we keep pushing and doing things like this that represent the women in engineering and other minorities, then we'll sort of move away from that male-dominated um, 
industry to to something more diverse and the lad culture will change along with that i hope gosh i must say i'm really inspired by your confidence you, you really have a sense of um this is me this is what i bring to the drawing board and i'm not going to feel apologetic about it at all where does that come from um I think it's just having a good support system around me, like I said before. Not not only at work, but my parents have always uh, sort of inspired me to follow my passions, no matter where that leads. Um, they were both engineers as well. So, ah. <laughs> so I feel like I looked up to them and sort of saw that it's possible. I mean, when my mom was working uh, as an engineer, it must have been even harder for her, I can imagine. So I think that gives me some strength and confidence. Yeah. What kind of engineer was she? She was um, a software engineer. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow. Am I really that old where we're getting to generations where, you know, them, your mums <laughs> were engineers? I mean, I just, it's... Things are changing so much and women are just becoming so badass. Like they yeah. just, they're just not taking crap from anyone. Um, <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's almost becoming uncool for a guy not to be supportive. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I would say if someone raised a, a controversial opinion about women not being able to do engineering, they would definitely sort of get pushback about that today yeah I, I hear in your accent that maybe you're not from the UK I'm not um both my parents are Greek um but I was born in Switzerland and then grew up in France went to a British school and now I'm living in London so I guess the accent is a bit of a mix of all those areas yeah, yeah. and coming from uh various countries uh more on the sort of european side um what would you say is the culture here in the uk when it comes to sort of the engineering mindset um i'd say there's definitely more of a push in the uk to diversify engineering and okay. to look for women in engineering compared to say somewhere like greece mm -hmm. greece still has some of that macho culture where men work and women might stay home or they might take up more traditionally feminine jobs if you can call them that yeah um and, and I think the proof of that is that you see so many Greek students coming to study in the UK and start their careers here in London because there's so many more opportunities right. and, and less prejudice I'd say so does the future look hopeful for minorities and, and sort of diverse communities within engineering, in your opinion? Definitely. I think it's an uphill battle and a slow one. Um, but just in the past few years, um, there's been so much change. And I hope to see that continue, not, not just at the career level, but also at school and primary school level you know, inspiring young girls to see the possibilities that they could have in the future and not limiting those.
What's been your most humbling experience in life so far? Honestly, I think uh, going to university uh, to do my bachelor's. At school, I was quite a high achiever. So I think when I first came into uni, I may have been a bit overconfident. And I really struggled at the start. I was on a course that I wasn't enjoying um, and I wasn't doing well. And so I started looking for other courses and ended up meeting a professor, doing a sort of very... Uh, quick interview with him and getting onto that course and and getting onto that course really changed my life because I was able to rediscover like a subject I was really passionate about and happy to apply myself and started doing much better and yeah and that I think that's what's led to me you know getting a job and starting a career in an industry that I'm really really love. It's so important to do what you love isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I couldn't imagine sitting down at a desk from nine to six every day and doing something I'm not interested in. So what course were you on and what did you switch to? So I was studying pure mathematics, um, which I'm fascinated by, but I really wanted to do something a bit more hands-on. So Mm -hmm. I switched to a course called Design Innovation and Creative Engineering. And we were only 10 students on that course which was great because you have so much more connection with the professors more like back and forth and uh, individual help. So that was your most humbling experience Um, what like how have you changed as a result of that kind of seismic shift? Um, I guess it links into what you were saying earlier about doing something you love Um, after that I was always very careful about making sure I'm making the right decisions for myself and pursuing something that I'm passionate about, not just something that I think is the right thing to do. Mm. Because otherwise you lose motivation so quickly and your heart is not in it. So the key message from that experience was, you know, follow, follow your heart and not just the rules. You might have just asked, answered my next question. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given by friends or family or professionals? That's a, that's a big question. Yeah. I think, honestly, uh, it's something that's been sort of some advice that's been giving, given to me from multiple people is just keep learning um, no matter what, even if you're at work or just keep learning about things that interest you and and that'll keep you motivated and passionate and open so many doors and open your eyes to opportunities that you might not even have known were there. Totally. Well, the definition of humility is, um, the definition Mm -hmm. of humility is the ability to keep learning or something like that or open to learning. And I just love it because um, I see that amongst humble people, like they just always are able to admit when they're wrong and, and have that confidence to say, thank you. I didn't know that. And um, yeah, I really do get that sense from you that you just want to keep learning and growing as an individual. And so that's such a beautiful piece of advice. 
Yeah, I think it's important not to be too proud and to stay humble so that when you're presented with new information, you can sort of take it into account and let your mindset change. Yeah, rather than being in self-will and thinking you know everything. Exactly, yeah. I love that. Well, that is everything. Um, thank you so much for your time and um, your wisdom. Thank uh, you. I found my guest on this episode just so cool. Like she just really took everything in her stride. And I think the strongest sense I got from her was that she absolutely didn't feel like she needed to apologize for being herself. She had this really strong inner confidence that wasn't arrogant or entitled or grandiose, but it was really just this deep sense of feeling valid in the world. And I don't know if that comes from having parents that are doing what she is doing. Um, and maybe that gives her confidence, but there was just no sense of, okay, there are very few people doing what I'm doing and I'm not going to feel bad about that. I don't know. I just, I found her so inspiring because this really strong sense of I'm going to follow my heart no matter what really came through in our conversation. And you know, there was just only an attitude of being open to suggestions and open to learning and open to evolving rather than she's got to prove to people who she is and she's got to be a certain way to do what she's doing. You know, she's she really had this attitude of like, I am who I am and that's it you know I'm not going to fit myself into any pigeonholes or categories or you know it's just really refreshing and she seems like a person that's really proud to bring her skills to the table and I loved her quote of follow your heart not just the rules yeah I mean she's really a case of someone who's empowered and not making a song and dance about that you know, she's just very quietly confident and you just get the impression that everything that she does, she delivers with a lot of love and passion. And I love this sense that, you know, she designs really motivated with empathy. And, you know, I, I really, I've always felt that engineering could do with more empathy because it's not just about building and succeeding and statements but it's actually about helping people you know engineers solve problems to make other people's lives better and she really embraces that follow your heart and not just the rules brilliant Thank you so much for listening this week. Please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. More ratings means more reviews, so that's more interest from the algorithms, which really help to increase the popularity of this show. It's all about self-discovery and evolution on innovation, so be kind and loving to yourselves, and I wish you all a great week. <laughs>